0: This is Blake, the Cat Miller, and you're listening to the Northside Story Podcast. All right. Welcome back. Northside Story Podcast. Blake Miller. I'm in my tiniest apartment here in Mission Viejo. I haven't said that one in a while. It's week 11. I'm joined by Jake Baki, As always, hey, mate, Jake, how are you doing? It's
1: been 11 weeks. It's f- flown by. I know. It's Actually, I, do look, to I look at my
0: record, and then I realize
1: how the the, the mighty have fallen.
0: Yeah. It's and It's just, it's crazy that, uh, I, kind of replay like the show intros in my head. Like when I like do the intros, I'm like, Oh, what am I going to say this time? And I think back to just where we were at different points of the season and how quickly it kind of builds on us. And then sooner or later we're going to be rolling into trade deadline and once Mm -hmm. trade deadlines done, then it's like, Oh my God, like I got two weeks until playoffs and then seasons over, then it sucks. I mean, this is the greatest time of the year, fantasy football time where you get to play with your friends and what are we left with? Uh, basketball? Screw that. Hey, look, I mean,
1: Baki's bets can still go year round. If anyone's uh, you know interested in a weekly Baki bet, Miller bet, a uh, fantasy pod—not fantasy, but a, a sports podcast—after perhaps we'll have to branch out a little bit. Um, we'll get into basketball. Blake likes uh, to to watch his Kings and other Ooh. hockey uh, teams as well. I have to watch the Ducks lose so they can go for that number one pick. But, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I mean, fantasy football is the best time of the year. Um, and it, and it's crazy to think about that. It's literally just, like, six hours out of the entire week. And it's just, yeah. like, it's just fun for six hours to watch all the games happening basically at the same time.
0: And it's, like, even, like, when you don't have that perfect Sunday day where you're sitting on the couch and watching uh, commercial-free football on Red Zone, just knowing, like, when you're going to the store, it's, like, Justin Jefferson's like catching this monster touchdown or it's like so much fun stuff is happening and it's just your phone's lighting up, you're checking your scores and uh, it's just so great. I hope it never leaves us.
1: Um, why would it? I don't know. I don't know. I'm just You think they're, you think everyone's trying to take down football?
0: Well, the problem is is that is that um the XFL is going to be coming next year. I, so a lot know, of my-
1: that right when I said that I knew Dwayne "The Rock" Johnson would find his way onto this
0: podcast somehow. I'm telling you, you got to watch out for those Las Vegas Vipers. Can we
1: get a prediction for the – is that your team as far as going to win it in the XFL?
0: Martavius Bryant, ever heard of him? Um, Star wide receiver of old Pittsburgh Steelers. Mm -hmm. Um, He's going to be joining the Vipers. And who was the other guy that I was saying? Um, Man, we were just going over the roster, and there was another wideout on I think, on their team. Yeah, you got really excited about one player. I don't even know what the hell it was. Man, oh jordan smallwood oh wildcat great xfl's great you just they just had the draft and you just go through the rosters and you just reminisce on like that third string offensive lineman you saw on um hard knocks for like the rams and it's just reminiscing and xfl's fun shout out donald parham yeah just what a goat um and pj walker a lot of xfl and storm norton so, let's
1: please don't bring up Storm Norton. You just put me okay. in like the just a bad mood for the rest of this podcast.
0: All right. Thanks well, a lot. Sorry about that. All right, let's just get into the matchups. All right, let's dive into the matchups. Run runners, Ronnie B five and five taking on the Ghost of Forte, five and five. Nick's team's like already almost done here. He's got all his Packer guys playing on that Thursday night game. Mm-hmm. Pretty mellow across the board. You can say down on Aaron Jones, but he got made up with uh Christian Watson. Kind of disgusting points because Christian Watson really didn't have that great of a game. Um, he had two two touchdown catches, I think I think sub maybe like 30, 40 yards. Um kind of a weird game for Green Bay, kinda of disappointing game. He had forty-eight yards total, but it's fantasy football. All you need is touchdowns and all you need is to find the end zone. Uh lackluster from Aaron Jones. But all in all, what do you think of the of this little head start Nick has?
1: I mean, he passed projections with with two of the three players. So yep. I actually think that, that these are very this is a very solid start to next uh week. Um Christian Watson was only targeted six times and he caught uh two touchdowns. So um and caught four of those six targets for four fifty yards. I, I think that's yeah, like you said, fantasy football is all about touchdowns and he has caught in I think like what was it, five touchdowns? Yeah, he's on a three right games. Now. Yeah. So he was someone that I was looking at to try to add, uh, but Nick, I think he paid forty fab dollars yeah, for him, a lot amount, a good amount. Um, and so you knew, I, I knew going into the waiver wire that Nick was going to uh, most likely try to try to grab him, um, knowing that he is a Packer fan and seems to be Aaron Rodgers' favorite red zone target at least. Um, so yeah, it's a it's a good start for Nick, um, but I don't really see. Much across the board, like you're gonna have to hope that Amari Cooper really goes off, um, and Christian McCaffrey hits his 17 projections. Because then we look at Phil's team, and he's projected for 123, which mm-hmm. is extremely high. Yeah, and you know he has he has a good team, and uh, Marcus Goatioa, go how you, how can I say this? Marcus Goat, Mariota, Goat, Iota. I don't know. Phil tried to. I, I asked Phil who he was picking up this week for quarterback because I was trying to trade. Dak out this week and i did but all he responded was was marcus and then just capital letters goat uh yoda no that doesn't work out either yeah this has to be marcus goatey Yoda.
0: Mm-hmm. um let's well let's round out Nick's team here you talked about marnie cooper yeah i we we phil brought up two weeks ago or last week about amari cooper's road splits compared to home splits it mm-hmm. is a benefit now that that game is getting moved to detroit it's going to be in a dome yeah maybe that's going to help out so when what would have been a sketchy situation for nick this week having tyreek hill on the buy he had a thrush in amari cooper at least you're in a dome that may help out but still those road splits is something to be cautious of but yeah, I uh, Christian McCaffrey, I feel like uh, you mentioned it with the high projection for Phil's team. Christian McCaffrey just needs to have one of those just go off, just destroy projections kind of game to kind of get uh, Nick, even in the realm in terms of projection totals. I know projection mm-hmm. totals are usually kind of inflated, they usually come back down to earth, but at this point in the juncture, uh, looking how Phil's team put out last week with that 150. He's gonna need every inch he can get from Christian McCaffrey because uh, Brandon Ayuk he's had big weeks, um, but he's still like your your prototypical boomer bust. He's a little Mm -hmm. bit more consistent when you're comparing him to guys like Gabe Davis, I would imagine, or even guys like um, talking about him all year, Chris Godwin. So Brandon Ayuk, I feel like is in like a little bit upper echelon in terms of like the uh, the uh, Chris Godwin. So maybe mm-hmm, he mm-hmm. needs that big week from him, but Dawson Knox is kind of a roll of the dice every single week with him. Is he heavily involved? I know start of the year, he started off really slow. He's picked up a little bit, um, lately. And I know a lot of those, a lot of the bills, wide receiver options that they had coming into the year when they had, a. Uh, uh, Jameson Crowder and Isaiah McKenzie was supposed to be that huge focal point right in the beginning of the year. I know, uh, that's slowed down a little bit. Dawson Knox has been involved a little bit, but a little bit more so I can see the potential. I mean, he got the good start. Like you, like you mentioned, I can see the potential that he can kind of creep towards that hyper uh, projection total that fills Poston at one twenty three. but it's going to be uphill. It's going to rely on a lot of big, big, uh, wins over projections for Nick. Yeah.
1: Uh, I mean, you look at some of the matchups that Phil has, even Mariota, like 17 points is, is a, I feel like, a good amount for him. He's yeah. playing a bad Bears defense, um, and, and it's at home, so perhaps that hits. But Saquon at 24 or 23 points against Detroit, I don't know. I feel like that can easily, like, that, I mean, that's a lot of points, but I, I do feel like out of anyone, he could probably hit that. Um, yeah. T Higgins 13 against Pittsburgh, that's a juicy matchup. Uh, Stefan Diggs and like we said in that dome, that's a juicy matchup. Uh, so yeah, I I think Phil I mean, we've talked about how we like Phil's team, so I, I just I don't know. I don't I don't see Nick unless like you said like Christian McCaffrey has to do what he did against the Rams essentially for Nick I think to pull off this win.
0: Yeah, uh, you mentioned the matchups. Looks like most of the guys are at home. Uh, Ramondre Stevenson comes back into the lineup. That was the only big difference between Phil's lineup this week and last week. Who did he start last week at quarterback? It was Tua. Yeah. Cause Tua's is on bye. Yeah. He'll, uh, I guess I, he
1: should start Tua the rest of the season. Yeah. Gonna, I think hundred yeah.
0: percent. I think Phil yeah. got his quarterback. Um, hopefully, hopefully nothing goes wrong with Tua the rest of the year. We don't want to see anything that happens, but looks like he's figured out his quarterback situation that he was struggling with all year. And at this juncture, looking at his team, Really, I mean, unless she's playing buys, I would say that this starting lineup that he has right now—Mariota, Cook, Barkley, Diggs, Higgins, Schultz, and Ramondre Stevenson—unless anything drastically changes, this almost looks like his lineup for the rest of the year. Yeah, I think.
1: Uh, I I think he would he would still debate between Gabe Davis and T Higgins. Is, is it purely
0: um, matchup dependent? It's gonna kind of matchup
1: dependent, and also when yeah, like Jamar comes back because right now T Higgins is the number one. Yeah, I think it's matchup dependent, and once uh, Jamar gets healthy, I think that um they both they'll just he'll just kind of swap out regarding uh which is not a good problem to have because Buffalo has one of the most explosive offenses when it comes to. Passing. Um, so you know, if there is a player on a team that you kind of want to decide between, it's 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 two players that essentially play on high-powered uh, offenses. Yeah.
0: All right. What are you uh? What are you thinking here on the matchup? Uh, I think Phil gets his sixth
1: win of the year. This is a big matchup because both guys are a five to five, and they are kind of right on the teeter of the playoffs, um, right on the line. So. I think Phil will get his sixth win, which will drop Nick um, out of the playoffs most likely.
0: Yeah, I'm going to go with you too. I think Nick, like you mentioned, had a good start. But given how Phil's team produced last week and just looking at his matchups and just his lineup in general, um, I I don't think we, we, we call it. Usually we're pretty good when we look at certain matchups when we say, you know what, Whoever, whoever hits a little bit over 100 will win the matchup this is i feel like this matchup is far from it i think this mm-hmm. is going to be like a 120 like 130 to like 115 matchups like two respectable scores but yeah I, I i agree with that i think yeah. yeah i
1: think phil can get in between 120 130 and i think nick will get between 110 and 120
0: yeah like i can see that realm a possibility where nick's probably in the top four in terms of points for this week, Mm -hmm. but he's just matched up against kind of a guy that kind of has his lineup all together here. I know given that he's just picked up Mariota for this week, but still Mariota's in a great option too. So yeah, give me Phil in this matchup. It's going to be, this is going to be, I'll say this is going to be the highest scoring matchup of the week. I think that's fair. All right, next matchup, Team Mercier, 5 and five, seventh place, going against Ken White-Walker. Who is also five and five, but is in third place. It's, it's getting down to the point. It's getting down to the part where points matter, and White Walker mm-hmm. is five and five right now, and he may find himself in a situation that he may not have that second place by, but he's going to be high on that on that standing list because even on the weeks that he is losing, he's still putting up a lot of points, and he's putting up a lot of points because he's getting outputs like Derrick Henry, who coming off Thursday, just another classic Derrick Henry game. Um, A rushing and a throwing touchdown who would have thought Mm. we were just talking about it uh, on Thursday when he threw that touchdown what a wild prop it is probably uh, for a player prop that you have uh, you can probably find somewhere Derek Kennedy with a passing touchdown I was texting I I, I, I doubt that that's an actual thing they have to have it they have to have it because
1: I mean you can easily it happens maybe once every other year once every three years with him when he does this little one-yard goal line thing, where it looks like he's gonna slam it in, and then he just stops and just jumps over the line and chucks it in, so I, I mean, I feel like you can just honestly make so much money if you were to pull out, if you had the means, pull out a couple million to bet on that he's not gonna throw it. That's a that's a win. Like, seven. I don't know how much you'd win. You probably only win hundred dollars, but um, I don't know. I don't think that would be a, a player prop.
0: Well, regardless, Derrick Henry has shown. Multiple times now that yeah, can uh, be used Tennessee Titans will use place. him in any possible way to get him involved in the offense. And mm-hmm. week after week, 20, 24 points this week, and the good head start for uh, White Walker's team. Well, let's just dive into his team. CD lands back in the lineup. Um, where was the what was the roster move? Oh, Kenneth White Walker is or Kenneth Walker is on bye. So now he has CD back in lineup. Hopefully for Phillips. He's hoping that what he saw last week is going to be somewhat replicated this week. They're going against Minnesota. That's going to be a really tight game um, where I see maybe the offense is going to be battling each other. I don't see this to be a blowout in any way. Mm-hmm. I don't see like Minnesota. I mean, the, the spread, I think, uh, I
1: think it's the two and a half. Three and a half. Boys are favorites. No, it's only, a, I think it's a one point spread now.
0: You're telling me Minnesota's are underdogs? Minnesota at home is an underdog, correct. Mm, we'll be talking about that later in the episode. <laughs> um, A.J. Brown, I guess in this matchup right now for Phillips' team, the only person that really kind of hit a stinker was A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown's coming off that weird game against the Commanders Mm -hmm. and pretty consistent all year for um, Phillips and his team. I I don't know if I have any worry about it. I think maybe that was just a fluke, just a game where Washington kind of had the lead and they just ran the ball and they didn't really give A.J. that many chances. But Deonta um, Foreman, I think this is his first week starting. Deonta Foreman, is that correct? Uh, yes. I mean, he
1: this is this is Phillips is essentially his by by Mageddon is this week, mm-hmm. um, with having Travis Etienne and Kenneth Walker both on buys, but because he has such good depth, uh, he's starting two like legit options <laughs> for running backs. It doesn't really matter. So, um. Yeah, he he uh, Deontay Foreman um basically has kind of taken over that backfield as just the I mean, last game he ran the ball thirty one times so, um he is going to be used, just um you know as much as possible in a game like this, um, and I and once again there's not too many weaknesses on Phillips's team and. This is, this is his, this is probably like the most, even though he lost last week and it was perhaps because, you know, he didn't start CD, um, AJ Brown had a bad week, but this is a week where, you know, if, and I'm not trying to, you know, talk shit on Sam's team, but if this was, if he was playing someone that was perhaps, you know, a, a player in this league, this is a a time where it would have been like, Oh shoot. Like he really needs to, to win this week or it can drop him under 500. But he is playing Sam's team, to which we have talked about like ad nauseum regarding like certain players starting on her team. And this week, I feel like this is the first week she has somewhat of a like a respectable lineup.
0: Yeah, um, we'll go to her team. But the only note I wanted to say on Deonta is, if we look at the last four weeks, the we start with that Tampa game where it was kind of his coming out party, and yeah, fifteen carries, one hundred eighteen yards. Really, that was kind of a fluky game coming out of uh, the Christian McCaffrey trade. Then he Mm -hmm. went to Atlanta, had three touchdowns. That was just 26 carries. Now, besides the Tampa, the next matchup on the road against Cincy, which is a formidable team. It's a good team. Seven carries, 23 yards. I believe they got boat race in that game and yeah, I mean, he wasn't going to run the
1: ball at all they were down 35 to 0 at yeah time. so
0: my 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 only thing is and then next week against atlanta they were just the kind of a close game it was raining it was perfect conditions this week against baltimore baltimore is probably out of the last four weeks the best team that they're gonna be playing against i don't i i do see this as a game as baltimore is just gonna roll so mm-hmm. i don't i i guess for for any Deontay Foreman owner or in our league, Phillips, I would imagine um, they got to get him involved early, maybe try to get a score early um, mm-hmm. because I think as the game goes on, the separation between the teams are going to grow. And Deontay Foreman, he's he's done after that. I mean, Chuba Hubbard's coming. He, I believe he – I don't know if he played last week, but I know for sure he's healthy. He barely got anything. Yeah, I, but he's, he's more healthy this cause... week. And he's probably the better – Pass catching back out of the backfield if they're playing catch up ball. So I can see him getting a little they, bit more. Involved. They've also
1: been using like a, a rookie that mm-hmm. that's been also. I'm trying to look up the depth chart here, but uh, Raheem Blackshear. That's who it's yeah. been. Like Chuba's like rarely been used, and he's he he was used that first game, and then he got hurt, and yeah. then he hasn't been used since. So yeah, perhaps with more practice time under his belt, he'll he'll be used a little bit more and you'll have more of an impact, but I do agree with you. I think that then that's the biggest spread of the week as far as, um, 14 and a half, isn't it? Yeah. I think it's 13 and a half. Yeah. But, um, but Lamar is sick as of now and he missed practice today. He's supposed to play, but you know, if it's, if he's not feeling well, perhaps they just go to the ground and that actually is a perfect segue into, uh, running back to the Gus bus is back. Um, we weird this year i feel like they've had very like a lot of success with at least lately i wouldn't maybe i'm not sure in the beginning part of the year i don't actually remember who was starting for the ravens the first like 4 or 5 weeks but Canyon drake has had a really good last couple of weeks on the ground and yeah. before that Ed, uh, gus edwards was pretty well doing pretty well on the ground as well um he had one game where he had two touchdowns and then another game where he ran the ball for 6 yards of carry and had 11 attempts so yeah, I think I think that if that what Sam needs is definitely just kind of that running attack. Um, any bonus points that she gets from Gus Edwards can't lean on a Joe Mixon fifty-five burger every week. Yeah. Um, but I I don't know. It's it's hard for me to see um, um, Amon Ross, St. Brown, Tyler Boyd, and Rondell Moore as the uh, the two wide receivers in the flex and be like, okay, those are gonna match up really well against someone like, and then you look over at Phillips's team. AJ Brown, CD Lamb, Chris Olave. So, um we'll see. I I I agree with you. I think this Dallas Minnesota matchup is going to be very tight and I think a, a Kirk Cousins game could perhaps be a little bit under those projections only because I think both defenses are going to play a little bit better um than that they have lately. But um yeah, also, well, I guess the Commanders defense against Houston, Chase Young is back. Uh, I'm just trying to find like boom plays on this team, and the only one I will say is Joe Mixon, but is that gonna you know is that gonna be enough to beat Phillips' team?
0: I think there's definitely the potential there for uh T.J. Hawkinson. I mean, just his first two games with the Vikings, He's had nine catches week one, this first week, and then against Buffalo, he had seven. He's- so,
1: do you take into consideration like I mean, we all take in kind of the matchups, right? And I do have TJ in our league, and I was looking, and I was just debating between him and Cole Komet. And Dallas has the fifth best defense against tight ends. Is that anything? Does that mean anything?
0: I don't think so. I just think, like, I think if you really dive into the numbers or if you dive into, like, individual defense, the only – my only thing is – I look at teams – I look at the teams with the prisons of like the Rams defense and I know in years past they've always struggled with their linebackers and their linebackers are never good in coverage. That's the only – like if I if I know a team is bad in coverage, like I don't even know Dallas' defense. I feel like mm-hmm. a lot of the times it's kind of fluky too. I look at um, – I think Houston this year is the worst against the rush. But then I look at yes. quarterback stats and they're like – They're, they're fifth, like the top five. Well, yeah, and that's usually a product of the that defense – um so bad in one area that offenses don't exploit certain like they don't exploit the the wide receivers because they can get it down on the ground too so i think everything's case by case basis and honestly i think tight end tight end as a, as a position is so fluky and um unless there's like a superstar on the other side i think you always talk about when you talk about your chargers with uh derwin derwin Is a magnet on tight ends, and you know it's Mm -hmm. that one-on-one matchup. It's pretty clear. I don't know Mm -hmm. who Dallas's number one guy is taking on the tight ends. I don't know who's in that safety spot. I don't know. um, Yeah, I don't know who's taking on that matchup. And I think TJ, I think TJ has always shown it throughout his career. Even though like he played on a horrible Lions team, and it's been very questionable quarterbacks, and but he's always been the. I always felt like he's always been the type of guy that we're seeing these last two weeks where he can command. Eight mm-hmm. eight to twelve targets a game, and he can be effective. And I think um, I think w- what he's just missing these first two weeks is just touchdowns. And I think it's going to come. And they've I think there was a lot of there's a lot of weapons on the team with Dalvin with Justin Jefferson. Um, I know the, the other wideout that they always use is that Osborne guy. Like there's plenty of weapons, but they're going to throw the ball. They they're, they're obviously they traded him for a reason. And it's always nice when you. Get an acquisition and they just start feeding him right away. night seven catches, nine catches um, mm-hmm. these past two weeks. So I don't take in consideration, especially in the tight end spot. I don't take in consideration that unless I know exactly who the safety or who the the linebackers or whoever is going to be match on match up with them one on one. But against yeah. Dallas, I'm not worried. All right, so let's make our predictions
1: for this matchup. Are you going mean, to take the yeah. upset?
0: No, no, no. I'm going to take Justin Fields all day. Um, Justin Fields is the game breaker of all game breakers, and I think it's it's difficult. I know I just preluded um, potentially my underdog pick of the day, but I also really like Chicago in this matchup. They've, they've, they've been competitive the last two weeks. Atlanta's not the greatest team in the entire world. Um, Justin Fields has continued to produce. I even see um, Montgomery getting more involved because of the injury to Khalil Herbert. I feel like that that running game as a whole um, will keep them competitive with Atlanta. And I think Justin Fields is just on the tear of all tears. So whatever fear I have with Deontay Foreman in this matchup, I think Justin Fields will make up for it and, and then some. And I agree with you. I just I don't know what I'm getting out of Gus. I don't know what I'm getting out of Rondell Moore. And yeah, especially if Marquise
1: Brown comes back.
0: Yeah, so yeah, give me White Walker. Yeah, I agree. I think uh,
1: Phillips had number six, and then we have another five-to-five matchup. We have a lot of five-to-five matchups. Yeah. I mean, I think the whole league is five-and-five, five essentially. But Wrong. Um, well, most of the league is five-and-five. Yeah. Five. But yeah, I think there's just a lot more. I mean, Derek Henry's already got over his projections by seven-and-a-half points, um, and I do think that there is a lot more boom play with uh Phillips's team and, and like you just talked about Justin Fields um the only way is, is for another huge huge game by Joe Mixon um and that's it basically I, I can't see anybody else perhaps um having a huge huge day for Sam um so I will take Phillips as well and another battle with the 5 and 5 matchups all right we have the official boys 5 and 5 in Fourth place against quarterback sneaks four and six only one game back, but six spots back in the standings um, We have Brian with an early five-point lead thanks to the Houston or the Houston Tennessee Titans defense against um, The Packers now we looked at Brian's team he has had his I guess you would call it by a get-in slash injury get-in with his wide receivers. I don't know if there is a worse wide receiver combo in the league right now than Darnell Mooney and Paris Campbell.
0: Yeah, I guess you're right. Jerry Judy is going to be out this week. That's a big loss because obviously he would have been able to plug him in. But I feel like we've been talking so bad on George Pickens all year, but George Pickens probably is a better play than either of those guys don't you think
1: yeah i i like the darnell mooney one cuz i do think that the atlanta matchup is is potential to to hit 10 to 15 points um yeah i don't know about paris campbell uh, sorry i you know what this is we'll we'll cut this part actually I, my computer is about to die and i remember last time if it dies then i lose oh yeah we 30, lose the whole thing so hold on a second so let's just go back to uh, the George ra- Pickens comment. Are oh, you gonna? You're gonna? Oh. Just yeah, just just do the George Pickens comment again. I was trying to pick it up with my foot, and then it just my mic's picking up everything, so
0: it sounded bad. Let me know you're ready. Yep. I forgot how I did the George Pickens. I think you just I. Uh, you said just... you you mentioned two of the worst wide receivers. Mm-hmm. Okay, I think I know where to go. Ready? Okay. Yep. Yeah. yeah, I think. Oh no, I don't think they are the worst two wide receivers you could possibly play. That Jerry Judy injury is kind of a killer because that would have been a perfect spot for him to plug him in. We've been dogging on George Pickens all year about Brian Brian starting him a yeah. couple of weeks, but. Uh, can, I mean, this seems like the play, right? Yeah. You know what? I, I like the Darnell Mooney um,
1: play because I do think there is some potential to get between 10 and 15 points against Atlanta inside of the Dome. Um, and there's a chance that Atlanta is going to score a good amount too. And that's going to be a high-scoring game. So, yeah, I like the the Mooney one. Um, looking at his stats lately, he's gotten around, probably averaged around 10, 11 points the last three weeks. Um, getting a decent amount of targets too. So, yeah, I like that play. Uh, Paris Campbell, like, so I don't know about this one. It is, um, at home. Paris Campbell has actually had some good weeks. If you look he at has. it with, no. with Matt, I think it's no. with Matt Ryan too that he's had these weeks. Yeah. Um, so 15, 18, and then seventeen. Not terrible. Philly defense has been good this season. However, last game, uh, Terry McLaurin kind of like, like sneakily like went off. I think he had like 140 yards and like seven or eight um, catches. So, I think it's more just a, just kind of like you know, put it in there and see what you can get. Um, yeah, but I mean, I will say as far as for Pitt, that Pittsburgh offense, they might not have a lot of good weapons, but they still have weapons. If that makes sense, like they still have guys that can catch the ball whether it's um, Deontay Johnson, um, I guess Chase Claypool's not there. Who am I forgetting? I feel like there's another guy.
0: You're missing Deontay Johnson and you're missing, well.
1: I guess Claypool got traded. I'm trying to think if there's anybody else. Maybe he is the number two.
0: So, um, yeah. I uh, missing Pat?
1: Well, I don't know. i call him a, a weapon.
0: He's he's the weapon of all weapons. <laughs> and, and um, I mean, still Najee Harris. I mean, he definitely was involved last week he's mm-hmm. taken a lot of offensive plays they did mention coming out of the bye week that they wanted to get um, I'm blanking on his first name but Jalen Warren they really wanted mm-hmm. to get him more involved he definitely was more involved last week he I think I think he was up to like maybe eight touches total uh, either on the ground or through yeah. the air so mm-hmm. every touch every touch every catch is gonna take uh, the potential off of George Pickens but, yeah, it, I do get what you mean, though. They they do have a lot of talent on the team. Like, they do definitely spread the ball around. They want to get into a lot of people's hands. And George Pickens, where he has shown up to be great in certain games, really, he is just, you just got to hope for a touchdown. And I yeah. guess in, in, in this matchup, when I'm looking at all three, I'm going to take Darnell Mooney, number one out of the three, just because of his, he is the best wide receiver on the team, like, hands down. Mm-hmm. and um if by some miracle the um the falcons can kind of figure out how to contain justin fields it at least opens up the threat that's possibly opening up some passing lanes for darnell mooney and get him involved he had a touchdown two weeks ago and it seems like all season and even last season um It was just – that was just the only thing abating him. Not enough – no good quarterback to throw him a ball to get a touchdown. So Mm -hmm. he got him involved last week. A little bit more involved. Uh, They kind of slowed down uh, this past week. But he's on the up and up. Yeah, and and with Campbell and Pickens, again, take me Matt Ryan. I mean, give me Matt Ryan. Someone's going to produce – uh against philly they're not absolute world beaters they're susceptible if Mm -hmm. if indianapolis can recreate what they recreated last week by running the ball someone's going to get involved i sure hope it's michael pittman but if philly wants to take away one of their um weapons through the air it's going to be michael pittman because michael pittman is just going to be killer in terms of picking up those first downs and really wearing down philly's defense so someone's got to get open campbell i don't even know i don't is what's his name still on the team who's the the guy that a Shane had on his team, Alec Pierce, like he's yeah, he still yeah, running around. He's, he's still out there. Yeah. No, well, he hasn't really been involved, but someone's going to get involved. I mean, nobody this has. And the um,
1: with uh what's his face? Uh, Ellinger as the quarterback, yeah.
0: but yeah, I think, at, I think it's, if there was a matchup that you had to go gut here and you wanted to put in Pickens, I wouldn't be mad at it, but I, yeah, I think mm-hmm. the better play is Campbell.
1: Yeah. And then uh, I do want to talk about one thing on Brian's team before we head to Shane's. I called this back in week two, and Mahomes and Kelsey go up against the Chargers this week. I know the Chargers, like you know the Rams, and I know Mahomes against the Chargers. He goes off sometimes, but what Kelsey, for the most part, gets limited by Derwin James. Kind of how Derwin James plays all over the field. Um, he was on George Kittle at some points last week, was on Debo at some points last week. He can be used all over the edge rusher everywhere. But for the most part against Kansas City, he's always on Travis Kelsey. And for the most part, does a pretty good job against him. Patrick Mahomes is missing a lot of weapons this week. And he is going to have to throw to Kelsey, who has Derwin on him. He's going to have to try to establish that chemistry with Kadarius Toney. Oh, it's already there. I'll tell you that. Yeah, but I, I I will take. I hope you play Kadarius. I would love for you to play Kadarius because I do not think Kadarius is going to have that like Tyreek esque kind of game that what at times against the Chargers where you well, blow the top off the 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 offense. To I don't keep it think,
0: on to keep it on theme with this matchup, you you don't think Tony's going to provide the output that Brian is like looking for in terms of hitting this? Well, purchase. no, I'm
1: just trying to go up by match like piece by yeah. piece. Like if you're telling me that Mahomes is throwing to. Kadarius tony and mvs and that's essentially it i think they're going to use the ground game a lot more than people think this week yeah because i do think someone like pacheco i think Jerick mckinnon would be like might catch like 10 passes oh yeah i think so too i, I think he is someone that's gonna be used a lot in the offense as well i think they're gonna run the ball more um and I do think that this is I, – I think 25 points is extremely high. Now, I do think perhaps there might be a chance where Mahomes does that rollout shit where he gets a rushing touchdown and perhaps he gets the projection. But I would not be surprised if Mahomes goes under projection at 25 and I i can't see Kelsey getting 16.
0: So um, first matchup uh, against the Chargers this year combine Mahomes and Kelsey had 24 points.
1: Yep. Yep. And Mahomes had his, one of his worst games. I mean, he, the next week he basically, he was point two away from having his worst game, but his second worst game of the year so far has been against the Chargers. That was at home. This is on the road. Um, Travis Kelsey had seven points against the Chargers by far his worst um, point output this year. So okay. I think this is a danger spot for Brian yeah. this week against the Shane. Cause he's already missing two uh, wide receivers Kamara has not been great Damian Pierce against Washington that's going to be hum- completely touchdown dependent in order to hit that projection in my mm-hmm. opinion Um, and Miles Sanders against the Colts so I think there's a dangerous spot for Bryant
0: okay wait humor me with one question and not much elaboration just give me a yes or no mm-hmm. Joe Burrow you start him over Patrick Mahomes
1: ooh that's a good question
0: yeah uh, no
1: Okay. I wouldn't because I, right. I if, if this was at home, if Joe Burrow was at home, I would. But I, in Pittsburgh, I think it's a little different.
0: Okay, QB sneaks, Jalen Hurts. Um, I guess the Eagles are going to be coming off their first loss of the season. I don't know if mm-hmm. that really affects teams. I always feel like they either they like stink the bed, and everyone's like, "Oh, this is their payback game. They're going to figure it out." But I always feel like I don't know. I always feel like uh, coming off of like a big win streak coming off a loss usually teams are still kind of flat and i don't and i we've seen indianapolis all year they've been just ass. they've been horrible so maybe, maybe so a,
1: inconsistent
0: yeah this is probably the perfect landing spot for philadelphia after kind of a dud against uh, washington going on the road against the colts that have just been all, kind of all over the place so i mean I think projections here are going to be completely fine for Dylan Hurts. I did touch about it in the last matchup. I think David Montgomery, now that the backfield's all his, Mm -hmm. I think they're going to run the hell out of him. Mm -hmm. I think he's going to be... I mean, just let's look at his points. I wouldn't be surprised if he kind of matches near a a season total this year. Um, What am I looking at here? Are these David Montgomery stats? Jeez, really not the highest output in terms of rushing. I mean, I can see it. I can definitely see a world where he's scratching maybe a hundred yards uh, looking back to like week two, 15 carries, 122 yards, something to that degree. I don't know how healthy he is coming off that injury. So who knows how much okay. they're going to be able to run him. But if he's healthy, he's full go. I definitely see him uh, being a major component to that offense this week. And just the normal cast of guys for QB sinks. I believe QB sinks left James Connor, on the bench last week kind of hurt him. James mm-hmm. Connor had that big week. And we got D-Bone. I think this killed. is a tough, tough matchup is. for
1: Connor in uh, San Francisco, uh, or at yeah. home, I should say. But I, they're number one, um, and but I, it's, it comes down to like who would you rather play when it comes to when it comes to that? Would you throw in a DJ more? Would you throw in a Deontay? I don't know because James Connor has been better, um, at least the last last week, of course, but nine points the week before that. And you're getting that starting that starting running back.
0: Yeah, I um yeah, that's tough with James Conner. The only reason what what blew James Water out of the James Conner out of the water last week against the Rams was two touchdowns. That was like kind of the nail in the coffin, him mm-hmm. just blowing out his projections. But whatever I don't like in James Conner against San Francisco, I do love in Debo. And um, even Justin Jefferson and their two matchups, the two big uh, wide receivers out there. Justin Jefferson's going against Dallas. I am not scared of um, Diggs. And like that guy sucks. All <laughs> he is, all he's good for is interceptions. And I don't even think Dallas is that great. I'm. I think Minnesota's. I. It's gonna be a close game. Obviously, Minnesota's gonna be the underdog in this game, but I feel like this is gonna be against the Cowboys, kind of like in the the one o'clock window. So it's not really like prime time. No no respect for the Vikings. Now that I've like proclaimed them to it's, go to the Super
1: Bowl. It's a little prime time for them. It's like a 4.30 game. Well, to uh, be
0: fair, this is I'm a prime time game for Kirk Cousins. This is the window that he okay. wants to play in. So, <laughs> um, And then Debo against Arizona. I think that's interdivision. I think I still believe the Niners are the best team in the NFC West. Yeah. And these are the wins, the matchups that they absolutely have to win. Mm. Arizona at home has been kind of bad and Kyler's still not 100. percent It's still not sure if he's going to be going yeah, this no, week.
1: Who's if he's starting or not?
0: Well, yeah, it's going to be the Colt McCoy show. And when they had Colt Even McCoy, he was they... questionable. Oh, he was.
1: Yeah, he got hurt. Remember last week? Kind oh, of, yeah. And then he came back, but yeah, I'm not sure how that game's going to go.
0: Yeah, and I guess like going through his whole lineup, the one guy that I didn't talk about, and I guess I wanna, in this situation, talk,
1: let me talk about him.
0: Okay, go ahead. He was just—he's my dark horse in, in this matchup.
1: I don't understand, A, the projections. I mean, actually, I do understand the projections because I'm going to say I don't understand why they don't use him as much as they should. My boy, Cordero Patterson. (laughs) Why are they only running him the ball five, six times a game since he's come back? He got five carries last week. He did pretty good on the ground against the Chargers. He had like a 40-yard touchdown called back. I'm kind of, I'm not going to lie, kind of like a phantom holding call um, while I was watching that game. But they're giving guys like, who, who I think are decent. Tyler Algier, I think, is a decent running back. He's, they're giving him more carries at eight. There was somebody else that that came in and uh, ran the ball six, seven times. Maybe it was just a one-time thing and it was just a bad game. Um, but give Cordero the ball. Give him the ball. He is a good running back and he deserves to get those 15 20 carry games to where they're trying to establish the run use them in the passing game the guy can still play so i i, I want to see cordell cordero patterson uh turn up this week
0: well if if we were the if we were paying attention to the schedule and if we had we did the foresight a little bit to do the research we probably would have suggested um uh, qb seeks not playing him against Carolina because coming off the IR, uh, missing four games, he played against the Chargers. He got his carries. He had 13, 13 carries, 44 yards, two touchdowns. And then he had a four-day turnaround to that Thursday night game. So yeah. I guess in terms of management, in terms of coaching, they, they ran him in that Chargers game. And this guy that probably yeah, had they didn't some, use him
1: that much in the second half, though. But, yeah, yeah I see what you're saying. That makes sense coming off an injury.
0: Yeah. So it makes sense for them to slow him down. And like you said, they they have three guys that they can run um, and they ran him. So maybe this is the opportunity now. Um, he's got a, a legit full rest for him to get back in there. And he's going against Chicago, which should be a tight game um, at home. And maybe this is where they finally let him run a little bit.
1: Yeah, I I think this is the time to to let it happen. They they need to get a win. You gotta let your their they were at the top of the NFC South at like four or three That's and so five stupid. or whatever it was. Uh, but they need to start winning games if they want to you know continue to be competitive the rest of the year. So, let your best players
0: play. Yeah, and l- I'm gonna make the first projections here. It this it's it's super tight. Um, official boys was on a heater his team like and I we just talked about his wide receivers but I think the guys around him Kelsey Mahomes what you brought up with the Chargers um the Chargers stats against them I, I'm going to take QB sneaks here I'm taking the 10th place team oh, I, man, I was going to do the same thing Yeah I'm sorry so that means This
1: actually probably good for Brian cuz usually I feel like when we agree we're we're pretty wrong on all this stuff
0: yeah, I just um, I don't think he's gonna make it up in the wide receivers, and I just I I don't see like Pash, I don't see Kelsey having another like seven point game. Like I know you were saying about Derwin, but it no matter what, like these teams play each other twice twice a year. When they're as special talents as they are, I don't see them faltering twice in the same year. I feel like they'll figure it out, and we both know as Chargers as a Charger fan and as a Rams fan. Um, well, even when they're at home, it's an away game for them, so it's not like it's going to be like hostile environment for them. So, but still, um, I still think QB Sneaks pulls it out.
1: Yeah, I I agree. I think um, I think a Shane's running backs are going to have good weeks, which are going to be huge for um, his his wide receivers who are pretty consistent. George Kittle, I will say, I think he said today he was like, I don't understand why I'm only getting two targets, but it is it is what it is. To me, that means like he's going to get like seven or eight this week. um, And he's just going to – I think he's going to have a good Monday night game. I do think it's going to be close going into Monday night. And a Shane has the, the Niners guys going. um, And I think he'll pull it out um, by halftime. So give me a Shane to win by 10 or so.
0: House chart I believe hottest team in the league right now. Four wins. She's on her own little heater right now. She's taking on the Notorious, who was once the hottest team in the league, four and six, eighth place.
1: You know, I will say before we jump into it, I was looking at the standings um, and poor Trey. Trey is the third highest points for. Yeah. Third highest, four and six. It's rough. I think he's got the most points against. Uh, Yes, he does by a solid. 55 so yeah, that that's uh that's rough sucks to suck uh yeah, all i say is that y- you get lucky every every week every single week with your matchups including this one you're gonna after cooper cup goes down i'm only gonna break to 60. be fair
0: to be fair the the thing with fantasy football is all about consistency you can have these 160 point weeks but it doesn't matter because it only counts as one win I will say defending the accusation you just levied against me Mm -hmm. is that I consistently put up anywhere from, mm, there's some weeks that I probably had maybe 90, but I feel like I'm always in the 100 to 110 range. And that wins most matchups. So, Yeah, all I know is that I did go back
1: and I looked just to see your matchups and you've only played one team that I think has broken 100 this whole entire season. Maybe two teams. So
0: let's talk about the Notorious here. Notorious <laughs> had Alan Lazard. Talk about uh, consistency. We it, he Alan Lazard had like a whole bunch of drops in that game. And um, I think he had a couple targets in the end zone. Just none of them fell through, went under projections. But same old, same old with Trey's team. He's got Josh Allen. He's got Austin Eckler, Josh Jacobs. We talked about it with um, earlier matchups. We talked about it with, yeah, that's what it was, Amari Cooper. And the benefit that he has um, having this game change to Detroit, mm-hmm. Josh Allen is probably the biggest beneficiary in this move going oh, to Detroit. For sure. Yeah, in no a dome, the guy's gonna to, throw
1: to throw the ball in literally like eight feet of snow.
0: Yeah, um, what a perfect situation for Trey because he needs wins right now. Mm-hmm. I think now, I guess on the road against Denver, it's kind of a tough matchup. I don't, I, I don't see how Vegas. Can turn this into one of their matchups when they're kind of cruising, and uh-huh. then they just give Josh Jacob the keys. Uh-huh. But this, I think, this week definitely sets up for the Josh Allen Austin Eckler show, where they're both are going to produce. Now, you are going to probably correct me on Austin Eckler, but when I'm, look, and I'm obviously looking at projections here, but I definitely see it with Josh Allen, and I definitely can see it with KC because they have been susceptible on the ground this year, and I feel like if you. Almost the biggest kryptonite when you're playing against the Chiefs is that if you can get a, a ground game going, a running game going, and just absolutely chew up the clock, mm-hmm. um, and make make Mahomes like absolutely get points on every single drive, and kind of force him with those errant passes, and like you mentioned, his lack of weapons, I feel like the Austin Eckler will be the best game plan for the Chargers this week, and I see it with those two. I think um, I see the 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 shades of the notorious matchups. And Weeks past, where that three-headed monster came out. See with those those two, I don't know if I see it with Josh Jacobs.
1: You know, it's funny. Josh Jacobs has had his best year this year. Or I guess Houston was his top one, but his second one was against Denver. Wow, um, okay. 28 but on the carries. road, though,
0: though, that's a big difference.
1: You're, you're right, but I was actually shocked, and it's because I think I bet on Denver this game, so it's probably what happened. That's why Josh Jacobs went on. Yeah. Uh, 28 carries 144 yards and two touchdowns with five catches and 30 yards. So that's like surprising to me. I didn't even think that I was like, I feel like they've played this year. I looked and he had essentially one of his, the second best um, week of the year against Denver. But at Denver, Denver's defense has been playing a lot better. Um, What was that crazy stat I saw this week? It was like, if they were to score 18 points a game this year, they would be eight and one. (laughs) So it just shows you how good that defense is and um, how like locked in they essentially are. Um, So, yeah, I agree with you with Josh Allen, definitely huge, huge, um, you know, switch up in the, in the, um, in the, or the stadium, Stadium. I should say. Uh, Austin Eckler, I agree with you on that. If it is going to be a high scoring game, he's going to have a bunch of points um, and they will be throwing him the ball. One player, I think, he needs to start is Keenan. I do think Keenan is going to start this week. Um, And he said, this is the best he's felt even when he came back for like basically that one game where he only caught like two catches. I swear. I've heard that quote from Keenan like every year. I I actually watched his like practice and it actually looked like he was moving him and Mike Williams. Both. They will both be back on Sunday. Um, So I I do think that Keenan should be the play. Not sure if he would put him over Tony P. Tony P has been great. Um, but Zeke, I believe, is going to be playing on Sunday as well. So who knows? Like, that's a tough one. That is a really tough call. Um, I would probably just put him over Devonta Smith and just be like, you know what? If Devonta Smith gets more points than Keenan Allen, so be it. But I think you have to put Keenan in there against the uh, Chiefs
0: what about what about the pits first gerald everett now you're mentioning mm-hmm. keenan's back my mike williams is back
1: gerald's going to be playing as well he was a little bit uh, digged up with a growing injury but he is a full go
0: yeah he's a full go so i'm looking at Pitts first everett and i feel like they're in that range now um where they're not obviously commanding a lot of targets neither of them it's mm-hmm. really for the tight end play it's going to be touchdown I know Keenan and Mike are going to take a lot away from Gerald Everett, and obviously Austin Eckler will as well. But any potential there to play him over Kyle Pitts? Um, I'm not so sure. What are you about, expecting? Are you know expecting a blowout game? Or are you expecting like 32, 31, 30? 30, like, what are you expecting in, in terms what? of the Chargers game? Oh, Chargers, Chargers are winning Chiefs. on Sunday. That's my No, prediction. I know that. I'm saying, how many It's not going bl- to be a blowout. I guess close. I didn't mean blowout. I yeah. meant high, you mean scoring. Like high
1: scoring. Yeah. Um, I think it would be a 27-23 Chargers, Chargers win. Um so is the only I think I will say is that if Keenan and Mike are playing, which I expect them to do, Gerald played week two against the Chiefs and had a good game. He had like 70 yards. He did stop running his route, which made Herbert throw that pick six, um, and they lost the game. But Keenan was out that game. I feel like a lot of those targets, for that like the short intermediate that probably go to Gerald, or that go to Keenan, kind of went to Gerald. And I don't know. I I think I, but I see I don't like Kyle Pitts whatsoever. I, I'm not gonna trust Kyle Pitts to to do much. You I mean, look at Kyle Pitts last this like entire season. He had that one really good game, and then just back to back. Stink. Like, how do you get eight targets but catch two balls? That's yeah. like been back to back week. So. That's a tough one. Um, I tried to throw Trey a trade with Cole Komet and no response. Uh, but yeah, that's that's a tough that's a tough call. He has some tough decisions for this matchup. That's for
0: sure. Yeah, I think I think that's just kind of a pick pick 'em. It's kind of the go with your gut. I think in a situation where if you're with Trey is. I mean, I, I guess you look at the targets and you think, how is he only catching two times? He's getting the ball thrown to him nine times. Something's got to click. Maybe there's something with that matchup against uh, Chicago. Um, I see that being a really high-scoring event, even though both teams haven't really been scoring that much. Chicago's been on the up and up, but I still like Atlanta. I feel like they have the weapons. I feel like Kyle Pitts probably is the option there. Let's uh, let's go to House Targaryen, who's on a little bit of a heater. Jonathan Taylor woke up last week. Mm-hmm. She's, I want to say really, uh, we'll, we'll call it bye again. And uh, Leonard Fournette, Jalen Waddle, both on buy. And Christian so, Kirk. Yeah, and Christian Kirk and Tyler Lockett. Uh-huh. So, oh, and, and Gina Dallas, Smith.
1: And lost Dallas Goddard and lost Juju. So, yeah, deep team, which you look at the projections, she is projected to lose. But, you know, some of these players, I do think that there's a chance that she can uh, pull this out.
0: I think Antonio Gibson against Houston, I, it's a win matchup for Antonio uh-huh. Gibson and Brian Robinson. I think if you have either of those players, you start them right off the bat. Juwan Johnson has just been the absolute just random touchdown galore here and there uh-huh. against the Rams that were a lot of the, uh, a lot of the focus on the defensive side of the ball is going to be on the outside with their corners and up on in the inside. It's fair game wide open. They play a lot of soft, soft like shell coverage, think the game plan for any quarterback going against the Rams is to get it out fast enough so the pass rush doesn't get there so anything close in terms of uh tight ends or running backs are going to be a heavy premium in that matchup curtis samuel i i, I tried trading for curtis samuel at the beginning of the year um because he was just a monster at the beginning of the year and i don't it's it's going to be interesting it's interesting that she has a white she's gonna be playing a wide i know she doesn't have much choice you know what Scratch that. Take out Curtis Samuel. Allen Robinson is here. Oh, boy. Here we go. I, I say you... Uh, man, I just... I i look at the Washington-Houston matchup, and I think they're really going to run the ball. I mean, we saw it last mm-hmm. week when they got off. Um, they got that early game going... Or the... When they, when they played against the Eagles, mm-hmm. uh, Brian Robinson over twenty five carries. Antonio Gibson was still involved uh, running the ball, and he also caught. I think like that's the game plan, especially against Houston, the last ranked um, rushing defense in the league. I don't, I don't see much for Curtis Samuel. I don't see him, I don't see him commanding more than like five catches or anything crazy at the bat. Allen Robinson, I uh, definitely with Cooper Cup. I think that offense is going to get completely shaken up. I don't given. Given what I've seen out of the running game and given that Safford is going to be coming back after his concussion, I don't see the potential that the Rams are just going to go all running attack because their offensive line... They also just don't have a running attack. They don't have a running attack. Yeah, their offensive line isn't really helping them either. I don't feel... Even with Cooper Cup gone, I don't feel like the offense as a whole is going to change. So I still think they're going to throw the ball a lot. Mm -hmm. Someone has to be a beneficiary, and... The problem with Allen Robinson is just his lack of separation, and he's more of just a one-on-one jump ball guy. I feel like they're just going to have to just go to that. If you're going touchdown here, she's got to throw a wide out. Give me Allen Robinson as the, as the, uh, the benefic- beneficiary most over Curtis Samuel. Do you have any thoughts on that one? Because that seems yeah, a little I, shocking. I feel gross saying it.
1: <laughs> I I agree with you. I, I do think the running backs in, the, in the, that uh, Washington game – are going to you know benefit the most out of any position player, that's for sure. Um, so yeah, I mean, Allen Robinson right now is on the team as their first wide receiver. So unless you want to pick up Van Jefferson or something or Skaronic and kind of hope that they get some targets, fullback
0: Skaronic, yeah, uh,
1: get some get some play there. Um, she's very lucky that Mike Williams came back this week because then she would have it would have it would have looked pretty bad. Um,
0: Would have competed with uh, Brian's, team, Brian's for, team. Yeah, that's for sure. Um,
1: so, yeah, I, I do think uh, that's a decision she'll be listening to this and kind of just you know wavering back and forth until kickoff at ten a.m. Decide who to who to play.
0: And then Jamal Williams, I mentioned it when we were sitting at the round table in our last um, two episodes ago. You started to see it a little bit with um, Swift. He's ramping up slowly but surely no, no. i i still he i mean six i don't carries feel last
1: week and jamal williams had 16 so i don't uh no jamal williams is still going to be the guy i don't i don't think okay. i don't think jamal williams is going to nothing's going to take away he's still going to get those red zone like you said those red zone opportunities um yeah jamal williams is is running like hell this year just downhill just running guys over as he usually does. And they just I don't know I don't know what it is with DeAndre Swift. They just either they don't trust him to run, they don't, you know, they're not letting him they're not letting him go. So I think Jamal's Jamal's a is a good play.
0: All right. I had some question marks, but you kinda I'll take I'll take your opinion as on a that DeAndre one. DeAndre
1: Swift owner and a regretful one. Um yeah. I unless I see uh DeAndre Swift, you know, catch it and run it for eighty yards, uh it's Jamal Williams.
0: Yeah, and just clearing out her whole roster. I mean, no worries about Lamar against this matchup at home against Carolina. Give me the projections there. Jonathan Taylor against Philadelphia. That's just going to be interesting. Um, Jonathan Taylor of old. What you drafted him. You're not worried about this matchup, but what we what we've seen this year in terms of injury and kind of the slower starts. Mm-hmm. Um, this matchup scares me a little bit, but I think you just play it. Play it like we saw last week. You hope that he's back to his form, and you roll him out with confidence. So what do we got here, Jake? What do we like?
1: This is a tough one because I do feel like there are a couple of players on Steph's team that can get under 10, which we talked about Curtis Samuel. I think Jawan Johnson, like you said, is completely going to be touchdown dependent. Um, so if he doesn't get that, I think you know three, four points is what um, Steph is looking at. Um, but she has Justin Tucker, so I don't know. This, oh man, this is a hard one, and this is a big matchup for for Trey because if he goes to four and seven, I I I would like to say I think his his chances are done for yeah, the rest of the same. year. Same, although he does have a lot of points, so he could always sneak in and try to get that tiebreaker. Um, Steph picked up a huge win last week against Phillips, or else she would be looking at five and five, and this would be a uh, this would be a tough. Tough one. I'll go Steph because um, I do think John. I don't know if those Philly defensive tackles that they signed this week are going to be playing on Sunday. Um, they have some question marks with those guys up the middle. Uh, Fletcher Cox, the uh, really really good over his career, but he's getting old and he is not the same player he used to be. And you, we watched Brian Robinson and Antonio Gibson go off against them last week. Um, and I do think Jonathan Taylor at home has a chance to have another 20 plus game so I'll take I'll take a uh, team.
0: I mean, Jawan Johnson 5.5 but he's he's like back to back touchdowns um his last two weeks he had seven targets 40 he's averaged 44 yards the last two weeks playing against a cake Rams team. I feel like he's pretty reliable. I mean, he's hell of a lot more reliable than Kyle Pitts this year. Mm-hmm. Um and I think just projection wise I feel like ESPN's kind of doing um, Steph a little dirty with the John John Johnson and I've probably probably Jamal Williams too I know I'm not that high on him but still 11 points for seems kind of low for how involved he still is 16 carries last week and the Giants matchups not like absolutely scary and honestly Justin Tucker should be projected for like 15 <laughs> but I like Steph's teams too I I I don't see Josh Jacobs on the road against Denver to be that uh, spectacular. I feel like it's going to be kind of a dud for him. Kyle Pitts, I think I'm finally off the Kyle Pitts train. I don't want anything to do with him. And yeah, I, Steph seems better. It is better. There's a reason why she's on this hot streak. I think she continues it. So, last matchup, obviously, it's going to be our matchup, Jake. The cat claws up seven and three. LA Bastros, four and six ninth place. Oh, how the mighty have fallen. I still remember. What well, was our third episode?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We were touting. I was the number one team. I think you were the number one team, mm-hmm. and I was the second place team. But mm-hmm. your team's trash now. Um, I had to make sure going into our matchup that I put all my highest projections out on the thing, so I can show the gulf that is between our two teams. So are but... you saying
1: that you're going to be changing your lineup? Then you're just going to do it now, and then you know five minutes before the games, you're gonna you're gonna play I mean, mind working games for with me. yourself, right?
0: I am already you're playing didn't work
1: with you the week three though.
0: That was, yeah, well, yeah, I don't know. See, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm already
1: playing mind games with you.
0: The only question I have on my lineup is Devin Singletary, Brian Robinson, um, if I want to, sw- and then just the Michael Pittman. I think Michael Pittman has got me absolutely scared, but also Kadarius Tony. There's got to be, if, if Kansas City, there's got to be a weapon on Kansas City. There's got to be someone that can come out. And, um, I, yeah, I have, I'm, I don't want to record this podcast. Here we go. Um, let's go over my team. I'm starting Danny Dimes because of Kyler. I don't even want to start Kyler. Pretty much, is Danny, is Daniel Jones a better version of Kyler Murray at this for this year? Like everything that i wanted out of Kyler Murray in terms of like the rushing potential, rushing touchdowns. And um, I guess Danny Dimes doesn't, he can't throw to it anyone. You're, it's really, you're Ill.
1: thinking of Justin Fields, not Danny Dimes.
0: That's true. That's true. Um, But easy matchup against Detroit. Uh,
1: Yes, he does have the best, best matchup of the week.
0: It's going to be like 300 yards on the ground. I just got to hope that Daniel Jones takes <laughs> 75 like 75 yards of those. Yeah, it takes like 75 yards of those. Chubb is back against Buffalo. Thank goodness. You know what? The rare situation that um, location change kind of hit uh, hurt Nick Chubb here. I don't care if 15 foot of snow or he's playing on – like he's running on ice. Uh, Mm -hmm. give me Nick Chubb in any weather. So it's kind of a bummer that they moved it to Detroit for him. Well, for fantasy
1: purposes, I I think it's, it's definitely a boost for you, but yeah, for actually viewing purposes, I would have loved to watch Nick Chubb try to like just bowl guys over while it's like 15 degrees and it's just a a blizzard out there. And yeah, that would have been fun to watch.
0: Yeah. Um, I talked about Singletary. That's kind of a, I'll flirt with that. Um, with who I'd start there um, as we get closer to Sunday. Biggest question mark is Devonte Adams. Devonte Adams has been uh-huh. questionable all week. Uh-huh. Um, not really with the domino. looks like he's listed as questionable. The only – I'm, lo- I'm thinking, about, thinking about him this year. I believe he rolled into a questionable once this year, and it was an absolute dud. Now – Devontae adams be starting i have to play him but that's just i guess that's something i'm gonna to have to keep in mind and if that's something i have to keep in mind that he could be potentially rolling out not 100 percent, and he kind of rolls lower than expectations dud for me then i need to find places on my team where i can counteract that with a big boom play and i worry that Cortland Sutton is not that mm-hmm. obviously mm-hmm. um Maybe kind of after coming out of a pretty productive game last week, uh, six catches, sixty six yards, but it's just touchdowns with him. It's just he's still is he only at one touchdown this year. Jerry Judy is going to be out this week, so mm-hmm. he's going to have the uh, the attention on him.
1: I, I think, think both him and what is it, Kendall Hint- Hinton, or I think I think H- there's two wide receivers that are going to be out for Denver.
0: Hinton's out, Judy's out. And there's a third guy that's out.
1: Yeah, so it's going yeah. to be a very heavy uh, Cortland-Sutton um, game.
0: And that's the one thing I'll take with Cortland-Sutton is that because there's certain guys, we talked about Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts had seven targets. He had two catches. Mm-hmm. There's guys, it's almost like Brandon, uh, Brandon Cooks. Brandon Cooks will get a heavy dose of targets, whether it's Brandon Cooks' fault or the quarterback's fault. Um, I keep getting tricked by the targets, thinking that opportunities there. He's gonna start catching them, but they never do. Yeah, that's what you thought I, with
1: Brandon Cooks all all year. Essentially. Yeah,
0: I can. I, I feel even though Cortland Sutton has been down all year, I can feel pretty confident though with Cortland Sutton that if he gets targets, like he's gonna probably catch more than half of them. I I can feel okay about that, unless he has some crazy matchup on the uh, as on corners. For Vegas, but I feel like Cortland's the play here. He's I'm way more confident in Cortland than I am Michael Pittman. Uh-huh. I'm like somewhat kind of confident. I just I keep staring at Kadarius Tony, and I just think,
1: well, you do have this as far as like so. For instance, if Devontae does not play, then you have an easy yeah call with Kadarius Tony. So that's that's always something that's could be in your back pocket. Um, and you know he's he is going to be a good play only because they don't have too many targets or players for Kansas city. Um, yeah. He's not someone that I would have played if uh, you had, for instance, um, uh, you know, Juju and Nicole Hardman there. He's not someone that I think I would be comfortable starting, but now that they're both out this week, I think there's a good possibility for, for a good week. Um, but I mean, it's a, it's a good backup to have just in case Devonte Adams can't go.
0: Yeah, and I'll just wrap it up with this. David Njoku is almost back, boys, and <laughs> I, I am so excited.
1: You think you're the only one? Um, let's head over to my mishmash of a fucking team.
0: <laughs>
1: um, I looked at this today, and I was just like, "Oh man!" Like I just I have so many guys projected between eight to ten points, um, so. I don't know. My team is going to look different as far as who I'm starting. Um, Justin Herbert is going to be my quarterback the rest of the season. Um, I don't. I not that I don't care. It's like you know what? i I drafted him for a reason. He we're just gonna ride. We're gonna uh Chargers country. Let's ride. Um. Yeah, I don't know. There's there's so many just inconsistent players mark i mean there i have some questionable guys like deandre hopkins went on the injury report out of nowhere um terry mclaurin has a tough matchup in houston like you said we're, we're talking about the running backs like they are going to be running the ball a lot it's like do i even play terry mclaurin and then i look at terry McLaurin's stats and i'm very impressed i didn't even know he was the 12th best wide receiver yeah fantasy football this year <laughs> He has been very consistent. Looking at them now, like he's had one bad week with two points, and the rest another bad week with six. But besides that, like ten or more for the most part, um, which is more of what you want in a flex play, and that was the whole idea
0: with him. But there's one correlation with Terry Terry McLaurin's resurgence. It's um, the change of quarterback with the, the lizard, ah. the green lizard, what do they call him? Yeah. Yeah. Green lizard. Uh, which I'm glad for because it sounds like they're going
1: to stick with him as they should, because Carson they Wentz should. is absolute trash. Um, although you found him attractive, didn't you? You thought he was cute or something like that. He a good looking guy. Yeah. Handsome, handsome lad. um, <laughs> Perhaps they even throw in Zeke in there to try to get some of those goal line now, touchdowns. We, we
0: didn't touch on it in the intro, but you picked up Zeke in a trade. Uh, you traded with Phillip's team, Zeke for Dak Prescott. Mm-hmm. Was there any, what was the reasoning behind that? I just didn't, didn't want to play Dak at all.
1: I oh, just okay. was just like, you know what, I might as well just pick up another running back. Zeke, before he got hurt, had a couple <laughs> good games where he is the goal line guy still. So I might as well try to see if I can get anything out of him as far as touchdowns. I feel like my team is missing a lot of touchdowns. Um, So that was just mostly the play there. I've been trying to trade Cole Kmet for the last week. Uh, Tried with Steph. She was not buying into the two-week hype. Um, Tried to trade with Phillips. And then he said no. And then I even threw a little Mark Andrews and see what he wanted there. And he was like, I'm not trading any of my good players. And I was like, that's fair. Um, so then I went back to him today or yesterday, I should say, and was just like, hey, do you want, I was like, can I do, are you interested in a backup quarterback, like Dak for Zeke? And he was like, sounds good. And so that was just a really quick um, transaction. I love that. But I do have Marquise Brown, it sounds like, coming back. So if perhaps DeAndre sits, I, what I will do is I'll probably leave a spot open on my bench. Um, I think it's time to, to cut the dream. Um, yeah. I, there's, there's no, there's no, there's no avenue
0: for you to play him at this point.
1: Yeah, and he hasn't gotten over – he's gotten over 10 points once in the last nine weeks. Besides that very first week, they have – I mean, they just really haven't used him, which is fine. I get it. Nick Chubb's a beast. So um, – probably will drop him i don't know i can't really trust elijah mitchell i mean he had a good game last week but also I, like, that's
0: that's my only thing is like you're, you're worried about deandre swift swift can i interest you in elijah mitchell coming out of injury 17 uh rushing attempts now i know they were playing the Chargers, who are the books out on them that you can run all over them yeah i mean arizona's not a good team i i I wouldn't be surprised they kind of go that same playbook. This no, is The
1: only that's thing how... with DeAndre is just like I, I know one of those big weeks are coming. And his ceiling is just so much higher than Elijah Mitchell's. I mean, the very first week of the season, DeAndre Spitz went for 25 points against the Eagles defense, ran for almost 10 yards a carry for 15 yeah. carries. So, like, I know that there's that big play potential with him. It's just when is it going to happen? And it probably will happen way too late. Um, and i will probably be you know 4 and 7 4 and 8 and it will probably drop 45 points and my team will score 200 and it won't make any difference um yeah. but i i mean that's why i'm starting pacheco over naji because i know that naji is playing he's playing a good team and they'll probably be down most of the game and then do i you know i, I don't know if there's that there's not there hasn't been a big time game from Nod. He had a good game last week. He did get 99 yards, but he's not a goal line guy. So I don't know. There's, there's still a lot of question marks with my squad. I'm hoping Mark Andrews can come back and do his usual 15 to 20 Darius Slayton. I do like kind of as a, as a spot this week because Detroit is so bad. Also you're playing Daniel Jones. So I do kind of like that, that if, you know, if he does do good, I guess I don't like that because you have Daniel Jones. Why did I say that? Um, you have Daniel Jones, so you're going to get a benefit of those points.
0: It lessens the blow. Daniel Jones is actually throwing it. He's going to be their sure. best passing yeah, option. He probably so. would
1: be their best passing option. So, yeah, we'll see. I mean, I, I don't know still. The Jacoby Myers had a really good game against the Jets a few weeks back. I, I like that I picked him up. Perhaps I play him over Darius Slayton. I don't know. There is, I think I'm going to go into it on Sunday. Perhaps put some names down on a sheet of paper. Um, close my eyes, put them in a hat, maybe pick some out. Maybe I'll throw in, maybe I'll put some uh, names attached to a, d- a couple dog toys. I'll have Bino. That's go, what I was going to say. Go Perfect. Out there and kind of just sniff around to see which one he picks and whichever one he picks uh, I'll ride with.
0: Yeah. You got to get Bino more involved. Um. Okay. I mean, I I feel like this matchup's clear as day. But is there anything else you want to discuss before you we both pick me to win this matchup? No, I'm gonna pick
1: myself. Actually, I think Justin Herbert's gonna have 30 points this week. It's wow. It's prime time, Herbo. Herbo weapons back. Herbie fully loaded. Oh, I was, damn it! I was gonna say that. Yeah, nice try. Um, yeah, I think it's one of these weeks where I'm just gonna I'm gonna pick up my Brashad Perriman and I'm gonna ride him to the playoffs.
0: Who's your Brashad Perryman? You don't Layton. know yet.
1: You don't know. You have no idea.
0: I'm taking my team because my team's just better, and I'm going to go eight and three. You're going to go four and seven. You're going to be dead last. I'm going to be in first place, and I mean that's it. So claws up, claws up. Okay, so Baki's bets. We're back, What's and the sound. Well, I'm gonna do the sound. I'm walking oh, us in. Post cheese. Post production. Oh no! Yeah, post production. No, once we start the music, you want the music right now? I can put it on right yeah, yeah. now.
1: Put put on the music. I don't feel like I'm
0: in the mood until the music gets. I'm played. gonna make sure I hit the right one. Oh, there, there it, is. it is. So, last week was a little bit of a fluke because we had a bunch of noobs joining us and throwing out their picks. But yeah, they they Their
1: pick of the uh, what was it the. Cowboys minus four and a half on the road in Lambeau just did not turn out well. So that did not count. Sorry, Stephen Phil, you are no longer allowed
0: back on Bucky's bets. Yeah. So let's, let's stick with what's working. It's Bucky and his three, his three picks and your boy underdog bet of the week. Um, Are you ready? You got your three picks. Yeah, I have my three picks. I did go
1: two and one last week. The only one that I lost was, the Chargers, uh, I took the Niners, minus seven and a half. McCaffrey didn't slip at that goal line to uh, then kick a field goal. That would have been a winner. But we are two and one. Pretty sure I'm 500 or over 500 on the year. Um, I only really had that one bad week when I went 0-3. Now that I'm saying all of this, I'll probably go 0 and 3 this week.
0: But we'll dive. I feel like into... you say that every week that you're going to go 0 and 3 this week. So just well, whenever have some I say confidence. That I do
1: very, very good. I feel like when I have that confidence, usually, you know. And when I say I don't have the confidence, it, I go 3 and 0 or 2 and 1. So let's dive into it. The Washington Commanders at the Houston Texans. I don't understand why this game is only three points. Uh, Washington, and I believe they are getting Chase Young back, and that is going to destroy the Houston Texans. They already have. Washington has one of the best defensive lines in the league with uh, Montrez Sweat, with Jonathan Allen, and now with Chase Young coming back. They're going to make Davis Mills' lives a living hell. Uh, Damian Pierce, I think, is going to get somewhat controlled on the ground. Taylor Heineke has been good, like actually maybe more average, um, but that's been enough for them lately. And I do feel like uh, that ground game, we touched on it on our fantasy matchups, both those running backs, I think are gonna have really good days. I can't see the Texans scoring more than 17 points. And I think the commanders can get between 20, uh, 21 to 26. So give me the commanders minus three. Second uh, game of the week. I'm gonna take the Cincinnati Bengals against the Steelers. This is a four-point spread. Cincinnati's minus four. Joe Burrow and this team um, are gonna want some of that payback from that first week with Joe Burrow throwing those four picks in the first week of the season. I believe they lost to the Steelers in overtime in that game. I think this is gonna be a is gonna be a big victory for Cincinnati. I don't believe in, in Pittsburgh at all. I don't care necessarily that it's on the road, only because they just deep, their offense has just not been good. Um, and I think they kind of had a very emotional win with T.J. Watt coming back last week. I think this week Cincinnati goes in there and kind of just dominates that game, wins by 7 to 10 points or plus. Third game of the week and I've been talking all this trash and I am going to be going to this game I'm going to be betting on this game give me the Chargers plus five against the Kansas City Chiefs fuck Patrick Mahomes go Justin Herbert Patrick Mahomes thrown to a bunch of bums and that includes Kadarius Tony I'm taking the Chargers Keenan Allen Mike Williams is back Derwin James gonna shut down Travis Kelsey Give me chargers. And I would even sprinkle a little bit on that money line.
0: So recap it for us. What were the three real quick? We got commanders
1: minus three bangles minus four chargers plus five.
0: Okay. Now it is time for my underdog pick of the week. I'm two and oh, I'm not counting Jake picking one for me, even though it's my fault. I told him I was going to do it, but I digress. Why are the Vikings underdogs this week? They're underdogs um, against the I, Cowboys. I, I and smell something stinky. I, I know. It's stinky. Um, I, believe, I believe the Vikings are home. Yes, are my, they are. are on my sheet four, here.
1: They're 8-1, 4-0 oh at home.
0: Cowboys 2-2
1: on the road.
0: Yeah, Cowboys have given up over 100 yards um, on average this year. They're averaging about 100 yards given up per game. I'm going to take... Dalvin Cook, um, besides Joe Mixon, I believe that Dalvin Cook is the the best running back that the Cowboys have faced all year. Kirk Cousins is on a heater right now. There's probably more stats that I can pull up that would probably um, tell you why um, Vikings are better. But this is it's a 125 game Pacific uh, Pacific time, which is pretty much prime time Kirk Cousin hour. This is where he makes all his magic. I don't know why you would fade them in this in this window. Just put a Hondo on Vikings. Call your bookie. Roll it over to next week on the Vikings, and then once you win next week, put it on them to win the Super Bowl. It all starts this week. when Vikings as underdogs at home. Pull out a victory over the Cowboys. Get your Vikings Ravens tickets in right now. I I told you told you two weeks ago. <laughs>